And welcome back to Restless. I'm Father Joseph Gill, priest of the Diocese of Bridgeport, Connecticut, and you've joined us with Lauren, Javier, and Paul, as today we're going to talk about love. We're going to talk about the way in which we give and receive love. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this thing called the five love languages. I actually just read the book. Have you heard of that? Yes. I yes. have. Excellent. That makes life easier. <laughs> and I read the book as well. Nice. I even brought it with me. Did you? Yeah, it's right here. Awesome. Let's show our viewers. Oh, wait, they can't see it because they're listening. <laughs> I have not read the book. I have not read the book either. I, my girlfriend and I took the test together, and that was that's about the extent of it. Well, that's, that's pretty good. I thought that I might share the chapters. Yeah, definitely. For anyone who may be interested. So they are, what happens to love after the wedding? Keeping the love tank full. Falling in love all the love languages, which we'll get into, discovering your primary love language, love is a choice, love makes a difference, loving the unlovely, children and love languages, and then it ends with profiles so you can take a little quiz and figure out what your love languages are. So tell us, what are the love languages? What are the five, the big five? The five are physical touch, uh, receiving gifts, words of affirmation, quality time, and acts of service. So kind of the theory behind this book is that everybody receives and gives love in a certain way, a unique way. And a lot of times people in their relationships will give love in the way they receive it. But if the other person is not on that same page, they'll interpret it that as not love, right? You know, not at all, you know? And so it's, it's an important understanding for any relationship, especially for marriage, is how does your partner, your spouse, how does your girlfriend, boyfriend receive love? And how are they gonna give love? Because then you can start seeing it all through that lens. And just for due credit, who wrote this book? Uh, Gary Chapman. He's, I think, got 30 years of marriage counseling experience, and he came up with these theories after, you know, working with all these different couples. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's pretty legit. So so what is your love language? Inquiring, <laughs> inquiring minds want to know. I've discovered one. It's acts of service. Yeah, that's that's probably... That's, I think that's probably my only, maybe maybe quality time, but really acts of service. Acts of service. So you like yeah. it when people do things for you? I more like to do things for people. Okay, so that's yeah. the way that you give love. Yeah, and it's how I receive love a lot of times as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mine is uh, physical touch and quality time. Okay. Which the physical touch made sense. And the quality time kind of makes sense. But the one that came third was gifts. And that's the one that really got me because I was like, I don't really care about gifts. But then I was telling Lauren on the way up here that somehow through my relationships, like that I've had four girlfriends and they've all made picture books and I love them. I love them a lot. And my girlfriend just gave me um, this picture frame that, you know, you can put together with two magnets and stuff so you can always open it and change the picture. So she gave me like... 20 pictures of the first time the the first trip we took together and stuff and like so she picked two that she liked the most but she was like you can always open it and change them and stuff and um i got a little teary-eyed when i got it <laughs> so i guess i do love gifts i guess I do, so i i do love receiving gifts especially the ones that are spontaneous that are not like birthday gifts or, or christmas gifts like the ones that are just kind of like randomly out of nowhere mm -hmm. it's like i'll just receive them and i'm like Oh, especially if it's super thoughtful, uh, 
just does something. I don't, I don't know what, what it does. I mean, but I didn't even know that about myself. Mm. And then I took the test and now everything makes sense. And now when you're reading the, the chapters and you talk about your love tank, the love tank, what is it called? Yeah, that's what he she calls it. She talks about that all the time. Oh, your girlfriend like we does? just went to Chicago and she was like, my love tank is so full because this was so much quality time and stuff. And I was like, who says love tank? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Gary Chapman says love tank. I don't know. And well, now I know where she gets it from. So. I can definitely see you being like a physical touch kind of guy. Because yeah, anytime I, I see Javier, he just gives me this giant bear hug. Yeah, I love hugging. I love holding hands and stuff like that. Not with you, father, but... Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love that. I mean, my brothers and I, we that's how we greet each other every time. Like, you know, and um, so I knew that one. Um, but the quality time, it makes sense now, now that I think about it and stuff. But that one wasn't so obvious to me. Mm. Mm. That's cool. And where did you take this test or how did you find it online she found it okay she she was the one that <laughs> sent it to me and is right. right next to what star wars character are you yeah. i see <laughs> and then there was another thing you you talked about like dialects and so there's dialects of love to of, of each love too because my when my girlfriend and i took it together she is very much about quality time and stuff and so when i took it and my second one was quality time very close to physical touch she was like your definition of quality time must be different than mine. <laughs> and then when I mentioned that to Lauren, Lauren said that that's actually mentioned in the book, that there's dialects within it and stuff, that not everybody's quality time is going to be the same. Not everybody's physical touch is going to be the same. Not everybody's acts of service is going to be the same. Like for me, quality time could be literally sitting on a couch, having a great conversation, sharing a meal. Uh, you know, for her, it's more being out somewhere and something special like hiking or something like that that's the definition of quality time so when we first hung out i was like well we've had plenty of conversations and little dates and stuff like that and then she was like no i want to go out and do stuff that's like quality time and i'm like that's not you're giving her quantity time not quality time <laughs> yeah i mean it's different dialects you yeah. know i mean like what constitutes quality time for me it's not necessarily what constitutes quality time for her. That's true. That's true. Lauren, what about you? Well, I first heard about this just last year, actually, from the women's ultimate Frisbee team that I was on. Some people were talking about their love languages, I think, on our team retreat. And uh, I think I had seen it, too, previously, like on Facebook briefly, but I didn't really pay attention to what it was. So then I asked somebody, like, well, how are you supposed to know what your love language is? You know, like, did you take a quiz? Um, and my teammate said, oh, you should just be able to think about it you know um but i kind of struggled um and then i read the book and so that helped me but i thought of it more in terms of my familial relationships like my, my parents and my brothers um and i picked up on that i think i'm a receiving gifts person which was quite shocking to me because when i heard that one i was like receiving gifts like whose is that you know like <laughs> i totally judged it um but then i realized when i get a thoughtful gift i I'm like really touched, you know, even if it's from a friend or something, or I'm not expecting something, it could be a little thing, but um, it really affects me. And I also kind of like, as Paul mentioned, I do put a lot of care into my gifts. Not all the time, I'll say to the family, right? Because it gets really repetitive every Christmas, every birthday, you got to be original. But I think most of the time I try, I, you know, to get something meaningful to them, something they could use, whatever it may be. And then sometimes it kind of goes over as a flop. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm disappointed. Right. Because I'm like, oh, you should want this. Like I, you know, put time into this. But I don't think like my brothers, for instance, are gift receivers. 
so they don't care you know like mm-hmm. even if it is thoughtful right so i just noticed that and i could look back on all these years even just with my mom with christmas like feeling like she got me what she liked right not right. what i liked and then i'm disappointed mm. right but now i'm older so i like more things so much easier <laughs> and she <laughs> she gives me much nicer That's gifts clutch. And then my second one, I think I figured out actually when I thought about my relationship with my dog, which is physical touch, because mm. I have to pick him up every single day. And now that I'm home, I pick him up five days, like five times a day, you know, because like we're all at home and my dog's just so cute. So I just carry him around my house. Like he's very content. He doesn't try to jump down, but I don't know. I'll see him on the couch. I'm just like, you're so cute. You know, like I have to like hold him or snuggle him or pet him. Like I do it constantly. And before I had a dog, I had a cat. Mm. I picked her up all the time too as a kid and she hated it. You know, (laughs) (laughs) the dog's upgrade. Yeah. I just, yeah. So that's how I, at least love my pets. Nice. I think your dog's (laughs) love language is physical touch too. He really doesn't mind it. It's kind of funny. He's just so content with it. So that's awesome. I think, I think with a lot of, there's some that can, they, they sound kind of similar, but I look at it as I've always thought about like, you know, gifts. I like gifts that also, that usually take a lot of effort, I guess. So if like, if you're going to make a photo album, like you were talking about, like that is actually like almost to me more like maybe it's just the way I'm interpreting it as like an act of service because it was the effort that went into it. It's like, you don't look at a painting online and appreciate it the same way as you see a painting in person because you see the effort. It's the process of producing the painting, not the painting itself. Right. And so I think that's where, you know, Hmm. it can get, that's where I get a little confused with these things, but I can see yeah, line blurring there. Yeah. For me, it's always quality time. If if you want to show me, you love me, just invite me over to hang out. It doesn't even have to be like anything special. Like I don't, I don't need to go out to the city or anything. Just like, just like an afternoon, just like watching football together. You don't need a Tex-Mex dinner or anything like that. No, I do need that too. (laughs) (laughs) If you're offering. Yeah. Oh yeah. So for you, would that also translate to phone calls, like with your siblings or your parents? No. 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 I I'm I'm actually really bad. I call my parents about once every two weeks, and. uh, I, I don't know how you, how much you guys communicate with your parents, but just once a day. Once a day. Just. Oh, that's a Just lot. once a day. <laughs> yeah, every day. See, but but me. my parents don't want me to call every every day because even when I call, they're like, "Well, you got any more news?" I'm like, "No." Oh God. <laughs> All right. My, See you later. My, bye. My, my mom can talk for a half an hour. Same. I don't know about why. I can tend not to pay attention as much as I probably should. <laughs> oh, but no. she, yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's it's also like Italian culture thing, like very close with your parents. Same thing with Hispanics. Yeah, think, similar. You know, it's like I can call my parents every day. You know, I think they've gotten a little bit better at not getting upset that I if I don't call them every day. Mm. But when I do call them every day, they're always super willing to talk to me and stuff. And my mom will just go on and on and on, like Paul said. And yeah. Just I usually just put her on speakerphone because sometimes I realize she just needed somebody to talk to. Yeah. And she's just repeating herself over and over again. And so I'll just put her on speakerphone. I'll start doing stuff around the house, and she's like. Are you listening? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> from, from like two rooms away. Because <laughs> she repeats herself a lot. <laughs> right. So like, she'll repeat herself a lot. So like at the end of the conversation, I know exactly what she was talking about, even if I only well, listen that's, that's good. 20 yeah. minutes of it. So I think too that then some of these then, the, the ones that you're not, like these are not your love languages, it's almost, to me at least, I, I always find it almost like insulting. Yeah. Like, like I hate when people give me gifts. I actually hate it. Christmas makes me so uncomfortable. It really does. You strongly despise it. I strongly despise it. Because and even if you say it to people, right? Like, oh, don't get me anything. They do it they, anyway. Right, because they don't understand, right? right? I think unless you learn this, 
you'll never actually get it. It'll never sink in. Like, no, no, he means it. Yeah. <laughs> like my family actually has this like cordial detente that we don't give each other gifts on Christmas. Like I'll give one gift to my parents, but not to my siblings. We're we're all just like, yeah, that's not that's not us. Siblings, I can see. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't know. And I know some people, not myself, but some people get offended when you try to do an act of service for them. Oh, that's for sure. You know, yeah. and they're yeah. like, they're like, oh, I yeah. could change my own tire. What are you doing? Yeah, because I know that like one of the things like last year on my birthday, I cooked a meal for night. I took the four course meal for 19 people and like the entire that's like a big birthday present to myself because I get to do it. Right. Because it's fun for me to like cook for people, even if I'm not part of it, because I'm mostly cooking and cleaning most of the time. But that's like that's my favorite way to spend a birthday is just like working for five hours cooking preparing and cleaning a meal <laughs> and then people will yell at me like why don't you come and sit down and enjoy yourself i'm like i am leave me alone <laughs> i'm in the kitchen by myself cleaning this is great <laughs> like <laughs> that is awesome well, yeah yeah so do you think that god uh then communicates his love to us in different ways that we don't all receive it in the same way he communicates it perfectly but we don't receive it perfectly because we're not perfect that's true but i mean do you think god kind of has a unique way in which he shows you his love for you versus somebody else hmm. i'll just tell you the way god shows his love for me almost always is through nature you know i remember one time i was camping out and i was uh, hiking up mount washington and about halfway up mount washington there's a little cabin you could stay in so staying there with a buddy and uh next morning i got up early to pray it's like six in the morning the sun's just cresting up over the over mount washington and as soon as I walk out of the cabin, they're like 10 feet away. It's this giant moose. I didn't know at the time mooses can actually be very dangerous yes, and yes. kill like hundreds of people every year. But at the time, I was like, this is amazing. This is really <laughs> cool. So I'm sitting there on the picnic bench, you know, just kind of praying and just being like, wow, Lord, this is awesome. And he's like, yeah, this is my gift to you. It's like, whoa, that's really cool. So my friend comes out and the moose by that time has wandered away. And I'm like, man, I just saw a moose. It was so awesome. He's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Let's go hiking. <laughs> so... Well, at least you recognize that. I mean, I think with me, like, it's usually through other people um, because words of affirmation is certainly not ones that I accept very well. I don't like people saying nice things to me, like, about me. I just, it doesn't, I just, I don't like it. Like, I don't know, because I just, maybe because I suffered from low self-esteem or something. But when I do recognize that it's happening, and usually that's 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 how I see it, is, you know, when it, when it's through other people that are telling me that I'm not, like, dumb or stupid or you know, worthless or whatever. And that that's that's when I really feel it. I feel um, like but it takes me but I have to recognize that because it's not one of my it's not how I receive love is through words. So mm. I feel like we should all torture Paul then by complimenting him right now. <laughs> yeah, that's that would not be fun. You're the best. Your hair looks so nice, brother. Well, it didn't two minutes ago. headphones on and we got a cow lick like you wouldn't believe. It was yeah. straight up. I was kinda of proud of that. I got an insult. It's like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Well, if you want those, we can offer those too. That's yeah, a love well, language. Yeah. My love language is insults. <laughs> We've been talking about the five love languages, the five ways in which we can give and receive love. And for those just joining us, uh, the five love languages are physical touch, gifts, words of affirmation, quality time, and acts of service. And it's interesting, we were talking about this book by Gary Chapman called The Five Love Languages, which kind of talks about how everyone receives and gives love in one of these five ways and sometimes multiple of the five ways we're talking about how god shows his love for us but how how have you seen this played out in your human relationships with your family with your friends with your uh significant others that you may have with your dog <laughs> <laughs> you know, lauren lauren has a great physical touch relationship well, with maybe, no, i should tell my 
parents and my brothers like it's just my love language i'm not crazy or anything <laughs> <laughs> i don't know have you have you ever had that experience of giving love and having it received badly yes yeah yes for sure do you care uh, to expound you, <laughs> <laughs> you asked yes or no we went over this last time you asked. that's right i can't yes ask no yes questions. questions yeah how has it yeah yeah no i think it's um uh i think that you know with acts of service i think there's a lot of folks that just you know they just don't they don't want to be take they don't want to feel as though they're being taken care of even though it's um it's not something it's not patronizing it's just um something that you know people like me would do and and yeah and so that's 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 a little hard but um but if if you're if you're doing it out of love then you know and it's rejected i, I don't i don't i don't really see that as a loss it's like okay well i still it's like I did my part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really yeah. true. I think for me, it's words of affirmation. I mean, I think sometimes with my girlfriend, I'll just give her a compliment and she'll either not receive it very well or she'll say like, oh, stop, that's not true and stuff. And I'm like, yes, it is. And then, you know, I'm like, just say thank you. That's that's all I'm looking for, you know, I mean, because I do mean it and um, and uh and then sometimes it is the also the acts of service i just sometimes i feel like i'm you know when i do a lot for people and then it's not appreciated sometimes i'm like and i think that might just be my pride and stuff i think i just need to get over that and whatnot but when i do a lot for somebody and they don't say thank you it does hurt me sometimes you know Mm. I, i mean i do do it out of the goodness of my heart but i think my my human condition i do expect that a quick thank you at the end or something you know like yeah appreciation for a very long time my mom would complain that none of her kids ever sent her a birthday card mm-hmm. because birthday cards don't mean anything to me right. she she sends one to me every year mm-hmm. and you know and i'm like oh that's nice and it sits on my mantle for a couple of weeks and then you know goes in the trash but for her it obviously means quite a bit and, and finally it dawned on me like wait she sends me one she must want one too that must mean a lot to her and so I started doing that, and uh, now I'm the favorite child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, yeah, and I think it. I think that's really important is learning is learning how to receive the love that somebody else is showing to you, and also showing love in the way they need it to be received. So my girlfriend, um, hers are words of affirmation and um, and physical touch, which is a problem because even though I come from an Italian family, we are very Germanic in our in British or whatever in our in our. In our physical touch, we don't do much of that, um, and uh, and I, I'm an introvert, so I don't, I really, I really don't say much at all. So, um, so that's you know, but I have to learn how to how to do that, um, and and that's and then she has to learn how to accept acts of service and quality time or whatever I said before. Um, <laughs> it's such a, it's such a distant second. It doesn't it doesn't really matter much what yeah. I say. Yeah, and, and you know that's the give and take in the relationship and have you seen in your relationship that the idea of the love tank that we were talking about earlier how how you do get kind of filled by certain acts of love and i don't know if you've seen it or your, yeah, if your girlfriend's sure. seen it maybe yeah, yeah, yeah i mean like there, there's times when she and i will spend time together and if if those key things you know are there for me the things that are big for me and the the key things that are big for her are there for her then we we're both like on on cloud nine like it's it's beautiful it's amazing and i mean it's the same thing with my mom it's the same thing with my dad and stuff well my mom and my dad but 
you know my dad might feel it but might not show it as much but with my mom it's kind of the same thing i mean like when you do certain things for her or something like that and like you know that those are the things that she loves oh she's just in such a great mood all the time and stuff and so i i definitely see that definitely definitely i I don't know what cloud nine means honestly but (laughs) (laughs) somewhere between cloud eight and ten i'm not sure well i don't have many um certainly no long-term relationships in my life um but i was dating someone last year and we met like march 1st and my birthday's towards the end of may and i didn't really bring it up or met because i'm like eh, it's been a couple months i don't want this to be like a thing and i decided like the day before my birthday that i was going to do the corporate 5k that my company was doing and it was also my 30th so kind of a big birthday but i was like yeah i'm gonna go do that 5k i i happened to do like five that year and like i had never done any before so i'm driving there um it was at sherwood island state park in westport it was super fun but my boyfriend at the time or the guy i was dating i guess um he called me he's like what are you doing i'm like i'm gonna go to this 5k and he's like well i got something for you and i was like oh wasn't expecting that you know um so then we met luckily it was in his town and he got me a couple like little gifts you know like a candle and i'm like oh so sweet you know and then he also got me a patagonia uh like the black hole bag it's a really nice Mm -hmm. bag and like every ultimate player has it it's like an ultimate frisbee player travel weekend bag wow it's super nice and i didn't have one and i was so surprised and i was like how did you know to get me this like i'm an ultimate player he's not He's like, oh, I looked up a blog, what to get an ultimate player. Wow. <laughs> and I was that's like, amazing. I, and I could tell you, I was super happy, right? I was like, oh, he's great. He's the best, you know, like so thoughtful, right? Like it totally worked. And so that was a memory I could go back on when I read the book after like, yep, I think I'm a gift receiver, you know? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's was cool. That, was that the Fairfield County corporate 5K? Yeah. Yeah, I was there. Nice. Yeah. 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 It's a good event. Yeah, it's a great event. I came in first for my company, so, you know. Nice. Oh, I well, nice. I can share that I um, finished. I think we were second, like a team, the women at my company. Oh, okay, cool. We yeah. got a little plaque. That was a surprise. I was oh, like, nice. "What? How am I getting a running award? I'm like not a runner." <laughs> but yeah, not a runner. No, In- I mean I play sports, yes, but to like run with no entertainment, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> super boring. The struggle is real. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. But I think one of the like so this book and the whole concept i think is really about commitment right when you're in a long-term relationship with someone for years and years and years how do you make sure that you're in a happy marriage right and that you feel loved and your partner feels loved um and the other interesting thing is he talks about that in love like falling in love experience you know um and oftentimes people fall into that right naturally and then they get married and then it goes away and they're like, wait, what happened? You know, mm. and they'll dissolve the marriage because it's like, wait a minute, she's not what I thought she was or whatever. And it's like, well, um, that in love state only lasts on average, I think, about two years, you know. Mm. Um, and one of the, I guess, psychologists claims that it shouldn't even be called love because um, this isn't an act of the will, right? You don't choose who you fall in love with. None of us do. Or when it happens, right? It happens to you. And like you then respond to it, right? Or like you're just in it. And like that person is the best thing ever. Yeah. No matter how flawed they are. I haven't had this experience myself, so I don't quite know. But that does like wear off 
And then yeah. this is, you know, where this whole love languages thing comes into play after that so that you both still feel loved. Right. Sure. Well, that that's why, you know, in um, in the Corinthians passage, which is, you know, love is patient, love is kind, the Dewey Reams version of the Bible, it's they use the Latin caritas, right? So it's charity is patient, charity is kind, which shows like more of a giving, right? Yeah. As opposed to um, to like an, an, uh, like an emotional love, right? Sure. Yeah, and the Greeks made that distinction. They actually had four words for love: there's storge, eros, uh, okay. agape, and philia. You know, and, and so that eros experience, which is that romantic attraction, the spark. You know, they recognize that that is indeed kind of, a, in a sense, a self-centered love because you like this person for how that they please you. Yeah, you know how they delight you, and then it it needs to grow into that. And and marriage is is the ultimate agape of total self-giving yeah. love and. And uh, yeah, well, that's where the the Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? But in English, it doesn't work. But right. In, in Greek, they go arrow. Uh, was it agape. agape to philia? Right. Yeah. You know, the yeah. first two times Jesus says, "Do you love me?" He says agape, and Peter responds, "Yes, Lord, you know everything. You know that I philia. Yeah, yeah. You know that we're friends. Yeah. But I'm not yet willing to give everything. And I thought too, it meant like, uh, do you love me enough, like to die for me? Right. Is that the case? Yeah. Right, this is what agape is, yeah. And then yeah, Peter feels die sad. To yourself. What was the first one you mentioned? I know there was four, but the first one is little talked about. Storge. Yeah, storge. And I've seen different um, interpretations of storge either being kind of like a, a more... It could be kind of more of a love of, of things. Mm, okay. But it could also be kind of more of like the natural attraction to certain types of love. So, for example, the very basic natural attraction that a... a mother has for their child and a child has for their mother you know that's something you don't think it's pre-rational you know it's just kind of an emotional bond that's there um, but it's not it's not engaging the will you know the little child is not engaging the will when it's loving its mom mm -hmm. right? you know so it has to graduate then to the the deeper kinds of love the philia and the agape and i think that's what's most important and i think theology of the body talks a lot about that that agape love and it's not I mean, it's what we've been talking about all night. It's what Paul mentioned, what Lauren mentioned, what you mentioned, Father. It's not how you want to love somebody, but really learning how they how they want to be loved. Yeah. You know, and vice versa, how they love as well. And so that you can sometimes be more sensitive. Like maybe, maybe that's not the way I receive love, but I need to be sensitive of the fact that they're doing this out of the kindness and love of their heart. Even, even if I don't receive this well, because this is not the way that I receive love. Sure. Because, you know, other, otherwise it's like, you know, you can really turn somebody down or turn somebody off by, like, rejecting the way that they're trying to be loving. But, but part of that sacrifice is also really that learning of how do they receive love. And maybe this is not natural for me, but it'll, it'll eventually become more natural. I think the more and more you try it, the more and more you do it. Yeah. And that's ultimately self, selfless because sometimes I think you can you can get a lot out of loving in your manner. Like if I give someone a gift and that's my love language, I feel really good about that. Yeah. Right. And I feel, ah, oh, it does something great, you know? Yeah. But to, to love in a way that it's totally unnatural to you is a real self-sacrifice. Right. Right. Probably means a lot more. So if you had to pick one thing that you could practically do to improve your relationships, whether it's boyfriend, girlfriend, whether it's your family, um, what, would, what would it be? Learn how they receive love and practice it especially if it's not the way that i give love okay that's that's what i'm doing at least in my relationship it's 
So you know. when you took that quiz, did it kind of open your eyes and change, well, yeah, change the dynamic? The, especially when mine was quality time as well. Really learning that what I perceive as quality time is not what she perceives as quality time and really making an effort to have that quality time that I thought I was already having yeah. with her. Because she had already taken the test. She already knew it was quality time. She just wanted to take it again in front of me. Oh. Um, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. She wanted to take it together. That's that's romantic. That's what I meant to say. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think what you said earlier was really telling when you were like, I don't like gifts. Like, you really dislike it. Um, and I'm sure you've expressed that to people, right? And they haven't listened. So I know for me, that would probably be a mental block. You know, like what? I got to get him a Christmas gift, you know? But so I think one step is just listen, right? To whoever, you know, and what they're saying, because it makes sense to them. It doesn't make sense to you. And uh, this shouldn't be a secret either. I could see people being bashful, like maybe you're feeling a little embarrassed or how's someone going to interpret this or what are they going to do like to judge me um, if I share this, but um, it should only help each other, right? You know, and if it's your parents or something, if you think about them, I, I would imagine you could figure it out, right? Because we all, I mean, you know, it is a loving relationship. So if you take a little time to think about, you know, what's gone on in the past or like for me, my instance uh, with my dad, since I was a kid, what do you want for your birthday? Oh, nothing. He's always said that, right? It's my like, dad says oh, that too, yeah. But you're he making this so hard. Thing. Like, I gotta get you something, it's your birthday. But I think he's an acts of service person. So mm. maybe I could do something, you know, even in the yard, like clean something up, right? Do something, wash his car, like whatever it might be, that would probably mean a lot more to him, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, just one thing is just a, like on a practical day-to-day level, it doesn't have to be romantic either. It could be with your friends or, or whoever, your parents. Um, that's just be be attentive and be attentive in what, you know, that person requires, in love and be patient with how that person shows you love amen so thanks so much for joining us us just joining us on this episode of restless so the challenge then for this week is to find out what your um love language is and to find out what the love languages are for those who you really care about whether it's your friends significant other your spouse your kids but find out what that is and try to decipher that. You don't necessarily need to ask them or they don't need to take a test, but just kind of observe. You know, how are they loving you? Because people usually love in the way that they receive love. And then you can be kind of ready to give them love in a way that's really going to fill them up. That's going to kind of reflect Christ's love to them. Thanks so much for joining us. You can find us on Veritas Catholic Network, 1350 AM. And you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to us next time.